0: Preface of the Story of the Greeks. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Donald Cummings, Monroe, Connecticut. The Story of the Greeks by H. A. Gerber. Preface This elementary history of Greece is intended for supplementary reading or as a first history textbook for young pupils. It is therefore made up principally of stories about persons, for, while history proper is largely beyond the comprehension of children, they are able at an early age to understand and enjoy anecdotes of people, especially of those in the childhood of civilization. At the same time, these stories will give a clear idea of the most important events that have taken place in the ancient world, and, it is hoped, will arouse a desire to read further. They also aim to enforce the lessons of perseverance, courage, patriotism, and virtue that are taught by the noble lives described. A knowledge of ancient history, however superficial, is of very great value, and the classic legends are almost equally worth knowing because of the prominent part they play in the world's literature. These tales make a deep impression on the minds of children, and the history thus learned, almost in play, will cling to the memory far more tenaciously than any lessons subsequently conned. Many children leave school unacquainted with any history except that of the United States, which, dealing with less simple and primitive times than that of Greece, is apt to be so unattractive that the child never afterwards reads any historical works. It has been my intention to write a book which will give children pleasure to read, and will thus counteract the impression that history is uninteresting. A few suggestions to teachers may not be considered superfluous. In the first place, I have found historical anecdotes an excellent aid in teaching English. Pupils find it far from irksome to relate the stories in their own words, and to reproduce them in compositions. Secondly, whenever a city or country is mentioned, every pupil should point out its location on the map. By such means only can any one properly understand an historical narrative, and, in the present case, there is the added reason that the practice will go far toward increasing the child's interest in geography. Lastly, the teacher should take great care that the proper names are correctly pronounced. The most common errors are provided against in the text, for, on the first occurrence of such a word, it is divided into syllables, with the accent marked. It remains for the teacher to enforce the ordinary rules as to the proper sounds of vowels and consonants. H. A. G. End of preface.